Welcome to the Pearls Preview Podcast. Chris Kennedy standing in for your regular host, Joel Gould, but the important man is still here, Steve Renoff. Steve, thank you for being here. Hey, Chris, thanks for having me, mate. Um, you know, something different. Big Jolie's over in the West, so um, uh, we're going to kick it off today. Working hard over in Perth, no doubt. Uh, I'm uh, privileged to be standing in. Um, so I guess we'll jump right into it. It's a, it's an absolute crunch game over in Perth. A must-win for the Blues after going down in uh, in Game 1. Couple of changes for the Maroons, heaps of changes for the Blues. Um, maybe let's just start with Queensland it's a little bit more straightforward. They've lost two forwards to injury and they've brought in two pretty handy like-for-like -like replacements. What are your thoughts on the new boys? Yeah, look, um, you know, you know, they're not going to not going to lose anything, you know, um, bringing in Wallace and and, and Gladsby and, um, <clears throat> you know, Kevy, um, you know, Gladsby was 18th man for the for the first um, game, and it, as you say, we, we're not going to lose too much there. Um, it's unfortunate for the boys that had to miss out, and um, you know, Jared Wallace is, is really pumped up for this match, and uh, you know, I, I, I just think uh, Queensland. You know they're going to be quietly confident going into this, um, even before the changes for New South Wales. Um, you know they were quietly confident. I think just of the fact that it was going to be the game's going to be played in in, in Perth, um, away from all the limelight. Um, you know that we see over here on the Eastern Seaboard. So um, you know uh, uh, for me, uh, Queensland be very confident. Yep, Joy Arrow, obviously a big loss, but it's his uh, Titans teammate, Jared Wallace, that comes in. Do you feel like there's a little bit of pressure on Wallace? Um, obviously played some pretty good club footy of late, but probably hasn't hit the heights that we know he's capable of in his origins today. Yeah, you know, he, he's got a lot to play for. Um, obviously, he was disappointed uh, missing out on, on the first game, but um, Joy Arrow has been amazing uh, at club level and really deserved his selection in the first game and you know he's obviously out now so Jared's really got to take advantage of that and, and that's what they'll be talking to him about is, is about the fact mate you've given you've been given this opportunity um you know you, you you missed out in the first game but um I'm expecting a big game from Jared Wallace um you know he's been he's been bringing the numbers in stat wise um club level uh he needs to transfer that to origin on Sunday Obviously, the Maroons got a huge lift when their benches came on in Game 1, so important that you guys can replicate that. Uh, Tim Glasby, a little bit of a quiet achiever, um, both in club level and in origin level, but 3-0 three, three and zero so far in his interstate career. He gets the job done. He does, mate, and and that's the thing. You, you love, That's what Kevin would love about him. Um, you know what you're going to get, and it, it's always 100%, um, whether it be in attack and defence. He's just solid, but you need those players at origin level. Um, uh, guys like Glasby, because uh, you know they're going to be there. Um, there's other guys that have a bit more dynamic um, play, uh, the way they play footy, but that's that's their style of footy. Um, his style of footy has just been solid, and that's what you'll get. Obviously, the changes for Queensland, there's nothing structural in there. You're basically expecting a pretty similar approach, similar game plan, not changing too much heading into game two? Yeah, I think so. I think they'll keep it pretty simple. I mean, there's not much they need to change. Um, Look, it looked as though in that first half that New South Wales, they, they seemed to dominate, um, you know, field position. But, uh, you know, we did, um, you know, blow a few, a few tries or a couple of tries in that first half. And um, that's something we got to take advantage of is the fact is if we get those opportunities again, which we will, um, they need to take advantage of and make sure they, they convert them um, literally by getting across the line. So I don't think Kevy will change too much. Um, he, he'll try and keep, you know, the guys settled, obviously going into this second match. But uh, it, it, it's, I think it's 
this game is Queensland's to lose. For sure. Um, why don't we have a look at the Blues team because it's uh, a very different looking team uh, to game one. Now, before we go into the specific changes, do you think Queensland will get any sort of a lift out of seeing just how many unforced changes there are or they're just not going to be worried about it at all? I think they'll take the um, attitude. They're not going to be worried about that. They took that attitude in the game one. Um, they're not worried about what the opposition was doing. Cavi will make that quite clear. What everyone's got to remember with all these changes, and we, you know, I think that uh, the guys like us on the sideline got very excited about it, but it is origin. And the guys they bought in, um, you know, a handful of those guys have been there, done that um, with the New South Wales team, so they know how to win the series. Maloney's going to be very important, obviously, to that. Um, and so that's where we've got to be very careful. I don't think Kevin will have these guys worrying too much about what's happened on the opposition. Um, they just got to go out and do what they did last game. And, and, and as he said, they can play a lot better. Yeah, for sure. And the Blues will obviously need to lift uh, significantly on game one. You'd mentioned Maloney. Obviously, it's a, it's a big change in the halves. I felt very unlucky for Cody Walker, but looking at the team heading into game one, they were potentially a little bit short of one of those dominant voices in the halves, a senior game managing half. And either uh, Cleary or Walker, if they'd been alongside their regular halves partner, might have been a little bit more comfortable. How do you see that change? Yeah, probably right. I mean, they they went in with the the, the like like um, halves. It, it, it wasn't really a dominant half out of those two. When I say mm. dominant half, um, through their their talk and, and their chat on the field, so obviously very good footy players, um, you know, in their own right. Um, but having the same same you know halves can be can be more of a negative than is a positive because you need someone to take a hold of a game at certain parts of a match and you know someone like James Maloney does and he's a talk and you can see that he just chats on the field mm. and he's he, he doesn't shut up so I, I think possibly that might be the the advantage that New South Wales might have for sure and it's obviously Maloney's a bit of a known quantity after um, what he's done in, in recent years now one of the big talking points has been the centres um, clearly that period in the second half where the Maroons were just uh, hammering the Blues in their own end and they couldn't really get out of their 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 territory uh, was playing on Freddie's mind. You'd think when he's uh, he replaced the, the the incumbent centres, who aren't big yardage men, to be fair, with uh, Tom Travojevic and Jack Whiten, who are big, robust bodies, good kick returners. Whiten's played a lot of fullback. Uh, Travojevic yeah. is a fullback, um, and, and obviously Blake Ferguson from the Eels coming in, who's another big sort of big-bodied winger who who carries the ball out of his end a lot. That um, seems to be the motivation for the changes. Yeah, it is. You know, and um, uh, you know, look. look. Um, Latrell will be the first person to put his hand up and said he he had a for his uh, his standard of footy and the way he played last year he was very very quiet in the first game and um, I always go back uh, I've talked about it since that game one um, when he got that ball in a bit of space you know sixty meters out and he he puts it on the on the toe you know he puts the bomb up a crossfield bomb I, I just don't know what he was thinking there and um, I think that he possibly blew an opportunity down that left-hand side, um, you know, in attack. Um, that sort of epitomised where his head was at. And maybe Freddie's trying to, to trying to get into his head that, um, you know, this is a different left on the footy. I, I still feel a little bit sh- shattered for him for the mm. fact that he did play a whole series last year and they won. Um, and he is a bit off the ball um, leading into the first origin. Um, so, you know, it's something that he's got to address personally and... Um, and you know, obviously, not when I say personally, the club needs to help him with that, and so does yeah. so does Freddie Fittler and the Blues camp. 
Um, the guys who are there, you've got a, a guy who's currently playing fullback for his club and a guy currently playing 5'8". Um, they have both played centre at senior rep level, Whiten for country origin and Travoyevich, a few tests for the Kangaroos there. Um, now, you obviously know as well as anyone, it's a very tough place to defend. How do you see those two guys going? You know, Obviously, they're good attacking players, but how are they going to handle that defensive role? Look, I, I, they're very good players, both of them. Um, and they cannot, both of those players, White and, and um, Travorius, they can play anywhere in the back line. And they're, they're very similar players in the fact that they've, 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 they've both played in, in probably every position in that back line in their career, mm. to be honest, and, and done very well there. So I, I don't think they'll have a problem. I, I really don't think they will in that space. Um, uh, you know, people are saying, well, they're not specialist centres, but um, they've, they've both played there sometime in their career, and they're too good a footy players. Um, to you know, to not adjust very quickly in those positions, and um, you know, we, I think they're they're probably a danger for us, to be honest. Yeah, um, certainly a big threat and attack wherever they play, and uh, you yeah. probably think Travoy, which is going to get a bit of a, a roaming license like he had last year. Uh, a few changes in the pack as well. We'll start off with David Clemmer's replacement. Uh, he's gone straight for Clemmer's uh, clubmate Daniel Saifidi. Now Saifidi. Has had a couple of big moments this year. He obviously stood up to the South Pack, but stats-wise, his you know his just his number of carries, his number of tackles. There's nothing, um, you know, too too heavy there in terms of his workload. What do you think the the, the reasoning was behind Sofidi and what should you know, the I, I, I think he just he adds a bit more than just that. Um, you know, Clemmer has his style of playing and straight straight up in the middle and and just do your job. I, I think Sofidi has a bit more in his game. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that's why he probably got selected. Um, you know, Clem is probably another one that's probably a little bit disappointed um, that that he that he was dropped. Um, you know, there, there was a. If you look at the first game, we got to keep going back to that first. So there was nothing in it, but obviously mm. Freddie's picked out a few areas that he thinks. Well, you know, they probably probably had a plan going into that game, and and those players probably didn't step up to where the mark that he set. Um, and this is probably another area. So, but I think he just adds that little bit of a bit bit of a different dynamic to that pack. Mm. Um, there's a, a couple of debutants on the bench. Uh, sorry, not a couple of debutants. One debutant in Delphinukan, and then uh, a couple of guys returning in Tarek Sims and Wade Graham. It's a completely new look bench. There's no specialist props on the bench at all. Although obviously Delphinukan and Cameron Murray are both middles. Do you see that being mm. a, a move towards a bit more of, I, I guess, mobile and and footwork yeah. type forward pack? Yeah, definitely. Wade Graham sitting there, and we all know what sort of player he is. But uh, Fanugan, he deserves this start. I, you know, I'm a massive fan of his. Yeah. Um, I just love the way he plays his footy, and he just does it week in, week out uh, for the Storm. And you know, he, he was probably um, probably a bit unlucky not to make the first team, uh, the, the first Absolutely. game, to be honest. Um, I, I, his form this year has been amazing, and you know he's playing in a great team in the Storm, and it's so good to see him. He, he'll be a danger, I think. And and look, they, they got Wade Graham, but Wade Graham's first game back um, for the Sharks, he he just slotted straight back in, and mm. he's always going to be a danger. Um, Fanukin's one of those guys they talk about just does all the little one percenters that you, the teammates notice and the fans might not always notice and the, the sort of guy they talk about if he was a Queenslander he would have played 10 Origins by now Yeah definitely he, he's the type of guy you want there and um, you know he, he, but as I said um, he, he will just you know what you're going to get from him um, and, and we and New South Wales need a player any team needs a player like him and 
um, is always, always going to be a positive for, for whoever he's playing for. And Tarek Sims, obviously, uh, I think Fittler looking to replace Clemmer's aggression um, while he's out with that broken wrist with someone else who can really sort of fire up and, and get in the face of the Maroons. Yeah, definitely. And that, that'll be his job. You know, he'll be in the face. He'll, he'll just be um, there to, to get under the skin and, and, and be tough and, um, you know, and, and, and just lift the team when needed. Um, it'll be a, obviously a timing thing when he comes on and uh, when that team needs a lift, you, you'll, that's when he'll get his time out in the middle. The um, obviously an earlier kickoff local time out there in Perth to to suit the Eastern Seaboard um, prime time and talking about a, a dry fast track. Do you see that kind of suiting either team more than the other? No, not necessarily. I I, I think you know it is Origin. We got to remember it's Origin, and um, mm. you probably look at the Ford packs um, if it was a if it was a going to be a wet weather track and. You know, obviously, with the fields these days, they're 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 up to the mark. So that sometimes that doesn't affect them too much. But no, I don't think. You know, I think the track will be suited to both teams, to be honest. And um, it's it, it's going to boil down in the end of the day to which team really wants to win this match, and you know who, who's going to um, you know uh, go out there and leave everything out there on the, on the field. Before we get on to the women's origin and the Pacific Test, what's your uh, what's your tip for Sunday? Look, I, I'm quietly confident that um, Kevy will have the Queensland boys up again. I, I think Queensland, will, will, it, as I said, it is origin. Um, I've said in the past sometimes, you know, it's a, a bit of a mug to to, to actually um, pick the origin win. But um, I think Kevy's done enough, and the ta- sorry, the team's done enough, the Queensland team in the first match, to show that uh, they could have played a lot better. Uh, they still got away after win. Um that if they can get out, go out there and get it right, I think we can get on top of New South Wales and take the, the, the second one and take the series. Nice one. Um, well, let's have a chat about Friday night. It's the, um, you know, last Friday, uh, sorry, last year, there was a, a Friday night standalone Women's Origin at North Sydney Oval. They're doing the same again this year. The New South Wales Blues go in as um, title holders. A uh, yes. couple of new look teams. Uh, what do you make of um, this particular matchup? Yeah, look, I, you know, I watched I watched a bit of the match last year, and you know, New South Wales, uh, you know, that they got a very good team, obviously, and um, and so do Queensland. But um, I, I'd like to think that Queensland are a bit obviously better for it um, this time around, and now obviously I'm going to I'm going to lean towards Queensland, and you know, they got a couple of debutantes as, as well. Um, a couple of young girls coming in there, and um, Amber Pilly, a bit of a fan of hers. Obviously, she's a she's a Bronco girl and mm. uh, Bronco Center. So you know, she she adds a bit, and uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and, and the fact I think we'd be uh, a lot more driven through the fact that we lost last year. So mm. I'm looking forward to Queensland winning this one. Queensland have got some um, some really good experience in some key positions. We saw how good Chelsea Baker was um, yeah. through the NRLW competition. She's at fullback. She's been an absolute star the last 12 or 24 months. Um, and the captain, Ali Brigginshaw, in the halves just um, has everything in her kit bag, every every skill you could possibly need. Um, and the hooker, Brittany Braley, was absolutely unbelievable oh, through the yeah. NRLW as well. So that's just a, an absolute you know threat from start to finish in the in the key playmaking roles. Yeah, it is. I, I think you know they, 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 as you say, Ellie Brickenshaw. She, she's an amazing player. Um, you know, she's they're calling her like the, the Wally Lewis or the Darren Lockyer uh, mm. of Queensland rugby, rugby league. So, and, and she she holds that respect. I think with the players out there as well. And um, you know, she she's a real key. Um, and it's just around those players uh, getting behind her and 
um, you know, just supporting what she does as 5'8 and as a captain in, in that team. And um, as we all know, she's a great captain. And, um, you know, so as I said, it's going to be tough, I think, for, for the Queenslanders. I'm obviously going to back them, but New South Wales, you know, they, they, they showed their grit last year and, um, you know, they're a very good team. There's um, interesting matchups in the forward pack as well. The Blues have gone with Kezi Apps as captain. Um, tall, rangy back rower from the, the Dragons. Um, probably gives the Blues a, a slight edge in the back row, potentially. But that front row for Queensland, Heather Ballinger and um, Steph Hancock, a couple of uh, real veterans who, again, were, were fantastic last year in the NRLW. Yeah, they were. And, you know, they, they, they dominated in the middle. I, I remember, you know, their club matches and, you know, they they're hard to contain, but they're 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 there. They're doing their job, and and that's what they're, once again that's what you'd want to rely on. Is that they're going to get and do their job uh, for their state. Um, you know, uh, they're, they're tough. They're you know they're tough in defence and, and tough in their attack, and they don't take a backward step. So, um, you know, and I think that's that's um, a thing you always look forward to in in these the, the women matches is. Is that match in the middle? Because I love the I love the contact um, that mm. the the girls show um, in in their footy, and it will be no different. Um, I, I think in this match as, as well. I'm just looking at the uh, the centres there, you mentioned Amber Pilly for the Maroons, but Isabel Kelly for the Blues. I, I think was player of the match in this fixture last year, and she's just yeah. probably one of the best ball runners in the game at the moment. Yeah, exactly. You're right. She was, and it's um, something that the. Uh, Queensland has got to contain her and, and they're just trying to limit her space, I, I suppose, and and make sure she doesn't get space and um, it, it just cut her time down with the, with the footy. If they can do that, um, that'll go a long way to the helping them. And um, but obviously New South Wales, on the other hand, um, she's her attack weapon and um, you know she she loves the ball on the hand and uh, she's very creative. All right, so you're uh, tipping Maroons in a tight one? Yeah, I think in a tight one. I, I thought they would have, might have won it last year. Um, obviously, New South Wales um, changed that. But, um, yeah, I, I think they can go out and, um, and, and get this one a, a, a real good go. And there's um, a match I'm really, really looking forward to to kick off a triple header on Saturday over there in NZ. Uh, the Kiwis up against Matama Tonga. Um, <laughs> the last time they met, I think, was the World Cup, and it was a, a memorable clash. And uh, I think everyone's looking forward to this one. Yeah, look, it, you know, there's going to be a massive crowd there for, for these games, you know, and especially for this one. Um, mm. uh, I'm really looking forward to this. As you said, they, they, they pull a crowd wherever they go, these two teams, and it's such a, a personal match for all the players. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, Tonga without Fafita. Um, yeah, big blow. Uh, and that's a big blow for them, and he, he's obviously shattered about that. But, um, look, I... I I'm I'm going to back the Kiwis here. Um, I think the, just across the park, they're probably a lot more settled uh, in in their combinations, and it's still going to be a great match. But um, you know, I'm definitely going to go go with the Kiwis for this one. I think the the Kiwis have a lot more polish in the um, the, the playmaking positions. Roger Tuivasa-Shek at fullback, Sean Johnson, and Benji Marshall after a seven year yeah. absence um, in the halves. Uh, young Brandon Smith, who's doing great things at the Storm, uh, playing at hooker. That's probably the the Kiwis' biggest advantage. Yeah, it is. It is. And look, I can, I can guarantee you now. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of had my say with Benji when he came to the Broncos, and I wasn't but but since leaving the Broncos and he played his role here as well but um, he's just got this uh, spring in his step this new lease of life and 
Uh, he'll he'll go close to get man of the match. He'll relish getting this opportunity back mm. back in the um, the jersey for the Kiwis. And I'm looking for a big game from Benji and and possible man of the match. Mm. And if the Tonga are to do it, they're going to have to do it through the forwards. Um, we mentioned Fafita being out. That's a huge blow. But you've still got Siwa Taukiaho, Jason Tamalolo, Tavita Pango, yeah. you know, Manu yeah. Mau, uh, Adam Fanua Blake, who potentially could come into the starting side for Fafita, originally named on the bench. There's some absolutely phenomenal ball runners in that. Oh, there's, there's some great forwards there, I tell you. And uh, a lot of those forwards in good form um, this year already. So, you know, that that's... That's that's going to be where it's going to be won, um, and I, I think if Tonga got any chance, they need to dominate. They, as you say, they've got the players there to dominate this match, and um, you know, Tavita Pengai Junior's obviously, um, you know, he, he's he's been okay at club level, but mm. if he steps up, um, look out um, for for the Kiwis because we all know what he can do. Absolutely, and probably the the one thing stopping Tonga from being a, a real threat to the Tier One nations at the moment is just that depth in the the playmaking positions. Tui Lola yeah. here flying back from England to wear the seven. Uh, John Asiata, a very talented, uh, usually a forward yeah. from the Cowboys, he's playing at five eighth. Um, Will Hapawati, more of a, a runner than a creator at fullback. They um, those guys all need to step up. Yeah, I, I think that's where um, New, uh, New Zealand will have them. Um, mm. To be honest, and Asiata, like um, you know. A great, great player for the Cowboys, but I, I, I just not, I'm just not a, a fan of the fact that he's playing at, at six. Mm. Um, he, he just doesn't quite look. It just, it just makes his at club level makes his uh, Cowboy attack look a bit clunky, and that that's nothing against him. He, he's been forced into that that positional change. Um, yeah, he's probably better suited elsewhere, but uh, that, that's probably one area uh, that where New Zealand, as you said, um, will dominate. Mm, so um, you're leaning towards the Kiwis in this one? Yeah, I, I, I think so. As, as we mentioned before, just they're settled a bit more in their across the park in their positional areas. And um, you know, as I said though, if, if as we, we both said, if Tonga get on top of them in in the forwards, it could be a totally different story, and um, it, that that's going to be a battle to watch. Yeah, absolutely. After that, it heads back to uh, Leichhardt Oval for some uh, Pacific Test action. It starts with uh, the Fiji Bati up against the Cedars. Um, Lebanon, unfortunately, have had some withdrawals. There's no Josh Mansour, uh, no Mitch Moses, uh, no Alex Twal. They do have uh, Robbie Farah pulling the strings at halfback, Michael Leisha yeah. at hooker, Tim Manor in the forwards. Uh, a few sort of familiar names there, but um, they're really going to need uh, those sort of uh, depth players to step up against a powerful Fiji side. No, oh, without a doubt. Um, you know, I, I, I sort of looked at that matchup, and I, I thought without a, you know, definitely, and uh, you know, I, I just think uh, Fiji will dominate this match. Uh, there'll be it'll be a triathlon, um, and you know, Lebanon will go out there, and uh, you know, it, obviously, as you said, they got a, got a few names that uh, that we do know, but uh, I, I just think they're going to be lacking in in talent uh, against this uh, Fijian team. Just looking at this back line here, the three-quarter line, you've got Siliasi Vinavalu and Michael Sivo on the wings, Michaela Ravalawa in the centres. There's some um, some very good um, outside backs in that lineup. Oh, without a doubt. We, we've seen, you know, it, it's, it's been happening for a few years with, with Fijian wingers um, playing in the NRL, and they're just dominant. They, they, they really are, and... Um, you know, you probably you can probably put those those lads in any position in that back line, and they're, they're going to do the same thing. And um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're obviously then actors. Um, you know, 
uh, extra fords uh, coming out of their their hours. So across the park for the Fijians, it, it, they're probably a, it's a bit of a scary task really for Lebanon. Especially when you throw in Viliami Kikau tearing away on an edge, <laughs> Tui Kamikamitha, Corbin Sims starting oh. up front. There's um, plenty of power. Oh, plenty of power. You know, you look at the, the Melbourne Fords, um, you know, that, that have played and they've just been dominant. They're just big bodies, um, and, and that's the thing. And, and obviously you've got Sims there, and uh, the, as I said, they're going to be dominant across the park. So leaning towards Fiji possibly by a margin? Yeah, I think so. I, I think you'll, you know, they'll, they'll dominate the middle. Um, I, I just think um, once they unleash out wide, it'll, it'll just be a flurry of tries. So um, the the Pacific action finishes up on Saturday night. Uh, also at Leichhardt with Samoa up against Papua New Guinea. Um, probably a, a little bit more NRL talent in the Samoan side. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I looked at this game closely, and we all know what PNG can give. Um, you know, we 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 probably don't have as many um, PNG players running around the NRL as you say. Um, no, with, with the opposition, they're, they're, they're probably a bit more dominant in that area, and that's why I've probably leant towards them. Um, I, I, uh, but, you know, PNG, you know, they always go out there and give 100%, but um, I'm not sure this is going to happen on the weekend. Yeah, I've heard a lot of players say that um, they come up against PNG, and there might be a lot of big names, but you're always really, really sore the next day. They just uh, they absolutely tear in every time they get a chance, and the um, development of the Hunters up in the Q Cup in recent years probably has helped them a little bit as well. Yeah, it has, you know, and um, it, it's been great, you know, with with them being brought in up here. And um, but you know, I, I'm not sure at a, at a test level that that that, that can equate. Um, you know, they might prove me wrong, um, but um, I'm not not sure that'll happen on the weekend. Bit of NRL talent, a couple of good hookers in James Seguiaro and Kurt Baptiste, uh, Reese Martin from the Bulldogs, uh, a few other guys that um, will add a, a bit of spark to them. But you just look at that Samoa side, and uh, Marty Tapau yeah. is probably the, the headline there. Electing for um, Samoa rather yeah. than New Zealand is just a, a huge in for them. Oh, it is, and we, we all know what Marty can do on the field. I, I just think um, you know, the, the, as you say, you said before, with the, with the experience at that level as well. Um, I, I think Samar will dominate. Marty Tapao is obviously going to be a leader in that pack and uh, we see what he does every week um, for, for Manly. He, he's been on fire this year, to be honest. And, mm. um, you know, he's been leading that Manly pack around and leading from the front and he'll, he'll do no different on the weekend. A few Broncos in the lineup: Jermaine Ozarko at fullback, Jaden Sawyer yeah. in the forwards and a uh, huge boost for them having Anthony Milford starting in the halves. Well, that's right, you know, and, and that's, uh, you know, Milf, uh, he, he loves playing, obviously, uh, for his country of origin, and uh, Asako, uh, what a great winger, and, um, you know, the, these boys, are, so they do, as they, they, they've got a sprinkling right across the, the, their their whole team uh, with NRL experience, and that's why they'll probably dominate. That, as I said, it'll probably be a bit like a New Zealand uh, match-up. Um, they just seem to be uh, a bit more... Uh, probably a bit more settled in in, in their certain positions um, coming mm. into this game. Uh, that'll that'll suit their their play for sure. George Tafura and David Nofaluma on the wings. They got you know, yeah. Junior Paulo, James Gabbett, um, <laughs> Raymond Faitala, Mariner, Herman SASA in the forward pack. There's um, you know some really strong NFL <laughs> talent there. Yeah, you just look at you look at the teams that we put in um, in these Pacific teams uh, like Samoa and Tonga mm. and. And any given day, they can beat they can beat the best best in the world, and 
Um, you know, it's it's scary. Uh, I think for teams like New Zealand and, and Australia, they see these teams, and as I said, any given day, uh, they can roll the number one and two teams in the world. Absolutely. So uh, you tip uh, Samoa by two or three tries? Yeah, I think so. Um, look, you know, the PNG won't give up, and, and that's a good thing. I, I love watching them play, but um, I think they'll just be a bit outclassed um, on the weekend in this one. Oh, nice one. Well, that's, um, that's all the games. Uh, appreciate your insights. Good stuff, as always. Um, plenty of good stuff to come on NRL.com as well. We've got the, uh, the Jamie Sauer podcast on Friday, all the uh, late mail and breaking news uh, throughout the weekend and all your live rolling coverage of Rep Round through to Origin on Sunday night. Steve, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it, mate. Cheers, mate.